What up, what up, what up, world? This is your boy, Mr. Clint B, and you are now listening to the Safari Sounds Entertainment Podcast. Thank you, and subscribe and share. Yaga. Welcome, Welcome to the to Brotherly, Brotherly Talk, Talk Show. show. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Welcome, Welcome to the, to brotherly, the brotherly Talk, talk Show. show. Ooh, ooh, ooh. King the dreamer on the beat. Fine girl, take the nine. Fine girl, do the dirty wine. Fine girl, take the nine. shake the nine. shake the nine. Fine girl, shake the nine. Bust it down like Tatiana. Fine girl, do a dirty wine. Fine girl, want to take the nana Fine boy, wanna dance on me Put your body, boy, wine on me Fine boy, wanna dance on me Sip, 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 Fine boy, wanna dance on me Put your body, boy, wine on me Fine boy, wanna dance on me Sip, 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 Fine boy, come to mommy This one I do collabo Oh, yeah, dick, I wine for mommy Come make it rock your body Put your hand on your waist Chicago, all oh, you make me late You go knock, you go stand at your gate But a boom, like a boom, baby, don't be late Baby, slow, baby, slow down Kill the show, kill the show now Let me know, let me know now Baby, slow, baby, slow down Fine girl, wanna take the nine Fine girl, do the dirty wine Fine girl, want take the nana Shake the nana, shake the nana Fine girl, want shake the nana Bust it down like Tatiana Fine girl, do a dirty wine Fine girl, want take the nana Fine boy, when you dance on me Put your body, boy, wine on me Fine boy, when you dance on me Fine boy, when you dance on me Put your body, boy, wine on me Fine boy, when you dance on me When I walk through the place Kill him with the rhythm and the bass uh-huh. And he say he wanna try, have a taste Pay him here, say, African be the best No, say I got what you want Big ting, from the back to the front Make the boys wanna run the amount Twenty bottles on the table, make them run the amount Baby, slow, baby, slow down Let me know, let me know now Kill the show, kill the show now You're live right now 
1212 here live right now. Mr. Clean B. And I got the boss man from Canada Entertainment. Uh, am I too loud? I think, yeah, I think I went too loud right here. Ugh. What is this? Let me know this volume right here. Yeah, yeah, y'all gonna know about this interview pretty soon, so I'm gonna make sure I chop it up. So uh, if the children are hearing anything, I'm gonna make sure I cut it up or I, you know, I put a little chicken, chicken. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yo, I was like, this mother chicken did this chicken on the chicken, 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 son of a chicken, chicken, chicken. <coughs> yes. Oh yeah, you need to get your headphone too. Yeah. And you're going to introduce yourself and where you're from and what's your business. And, uh, you know, that we're going to keep it nice and clean. And I got some, we got some political questions, man. Because I want to know if you're a Democrat or Republican or if you're, if, if you're a money party, the Green Party. Yeah, that's the real Green Party over there. So, yeah, the Green Party is in the building. All right, all right. Wait, I can hear you all, man. Can you all come close to the mic? How's this? Uh, I can't hear you. Hold on. Am I plugged in? Okay. Am I in? Am I in? Am I in? You hear me, right? Test, test. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. I'm trying to see. Wow. Okay. I can hear you. One, two, one, one, two, one, two. Yes, one, two, one, two. Is it going down? Anywhere. One, two, one, two, one, two. You hear me? I hear that. Okay. Uh, what about this mic? This mic is uh, now. I hear you. Okay. It's this button right here. Yeah, it's a button right, right there. So. How about now? Is it? Oh. No. Up. Up. Should just left it where it was. Up. Right here. Uh, hold on. Say hello, hello. Say hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, that made it loud. Oh, that's in my earphones. Okay. Yeah, that's your earphones. I see what's happening. But you can hear me, right? Mm-hmm. I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Someone said on Live Me, do you work out? Slow trout. I don't know if I work out. Breakup Master say we love you. We love you too, Breakup Master. Just don't drink and drive tonight. All right. Uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. We are doing this live, y'all. We're doing this live. I'm just glad to be back again, RadioFeelings.org, where the valley comes to talk, sing, and connect. I cannot put my guests on camera, so live me. I do apologize, but y'all can hear us live at Radio Phoenix. It's an exclusive interview. Finally, I got you here, brother. What's going on, man? (laughs) (laughs) Man, how's business? How's business? I know know you've been extremely, extremely busy. Life is good, indeed. Busy is a good problem, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to, uh, you know, to to see you back again. I know we go way back in Tucson, the five two O area code. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? So, let me see if we can switch up this mic right here. How's this? Oh uh, man. Hold on. How about now? Because <laughs> I cannot. I hear myself here. Uh, hold on. Hey, hey. Got this sweet thing for the share. Thing for the share. Okay, let me see. This one. This one, okay. I guess you'll be the only one talking, so if we 
That means we're gonna share the mic back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Hey, Kadeshi Sweet, how you doing? How you doing? Bless up. Thank you for the share. We are having a live, it's not a live interview, but we are doing an exclusive interview, which will be broadcast on my show next Saturday. And also we are having a pool party, so I appreciate the love and support you share. I believe I follow you. That's live me, yo. That's live me. So, you know, you got to be part of the live me movement. So, yes, indeed. So, everybody out there. Yeah, how's your day today? Uh, sweet, how's your day today? I'm having an interview, so I'm going to go and focus on this interview. <clears throat> you know, I got I got the fame and the building, Candlelight Entertainment. So, whenever you come out here in Phoenix, Arizona, please just make sure that you come and check out you know uh, those events you know we got the sun uh the sunlight after the sunset coming up right yes, yeah i didn't yes. forget it i didn't forget it uh i think it's june 22nd i'm on my i see yes focus you got yes indeed yes you see i got i got the nipsey hustle right you know what i'm saying usually I, I i will have tupac on it i will have tupac on it or oh, i look like a movie star see someone said i look like a movie star at least if i look like a movie star please Pull a petition together. Tell Eddie Murphy to hire me for the Zumunda sequel coming up. I'm just saying. I've been posting that up on Facebook, Instagram. So, you know what I'm saying? If you love me, if you say, hey, this man got a good-looking shirt, tell Eddie Murphy. Say, Eddie Murphy, I saw this Wakanda brother that told me that he was good. Okay? So, please, hire this brother for the Zumunda sequel. It's not going to call Coming to America because that's already gone, all right? It's going to call the Zumunda sequel. When are we going back to Zomunda? Okay, last year was Wakanda, this year Zomunda. Appreciate the love and support, most definitely. Kadesh, Kadesh, sweet, most definitely with the heart, most definitely, man. So we're gonna continue this interview. Coming to Africa. Coming to Africa, Wakanda forever. No more colonizers. Just so you know, I'm recording this, so this interview right here is gonna be broadcast live. Unless if I hear a, a swearing word, then I'm gonna take it, take it on it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get on this business. Yes, indeed, because you know we're back again. <coughs> exclusive, exclusive interview with the one and only Jesse. Yes, indeed, from Canada Entertainment. What's good, brother? What's yes, good? Yes, What's good? What? Yes, yes. In the building. Man, I'm glad I'm glad we we in Phoenix, man, because we we go way back in Tucson, five two zero, you know what I'm saying? Back in oh nine or eight oh nine, huh? Good old Tucktown Duckdown. Uh, man, just you know, it just brings back good memories, you know. Uh, now we old, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a hairline, <coughs> you know what I'm saying? You still got your hair, but they're becoming colorful, gray. Gr oh, gray. They're oh, that's, that's the, the word. color. Oh uh, man, you know when I have gray, you know what I do, bro? I just pick them out, man. I don't like gray. I don't like those gray stuff coming on my ch my chest, my hair. I'm like, yo, I'm shaving my stuff off for real, man. Bro, I never thought I'd live long enough. <laughs> Amen to, to have gray hairs. <laughs> Amen. So every we made time it. I get them. Looks like we made it, huh? I'm Looks like we made closer. it. Closer. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but tomorrow we're gonna be at 45, 50. <laughs> I'll be I'll be all right with that. <laughs> we're right? gonna be in a senior in a senior facility, or we may have our own house. I'll be a big old house. We never know. You know what I'm saying? You never know. But that's the that's the goal right there is to, is to get that big house, man, on top of the mountain over there. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, several. Se several. Oh, see, he said several. See, I said one. He said, 
I'm gonna have one, you know, in Chicago. I'm gonna have one in Lagos. I'm gonna have one back in Tokyo. I'm gonna, he said several. So y'all pay attention, man. Killing black, these are black owned things. Oh, oh, Black Wall Street. You know, we gotta keep it Illuminati style. <laughs> but, but man, brother, man, Jesse, man, I'm glad that you're back. You know, you're out here at Radio Phoenix, man. And I know that you've been doing a lot of moves, a lot of uh, positive moves, uh, not just for, you know, for your brand, but just for the community. And I know the the, the recent one that I, w- I was gonna, you know, jump on, you know, before after you introduced yourself was the, you know, the African Fest USA that happened uh, last month, which was, uh, you know, some, you know, something, you know, contributionary for the community most definitely. But before we get to that. You know, who is Jesse, man? Who is Killing Light Entertainment? Because I always say Killing Light Entertainment, Afro Beats, and everybody was like, who, who are these? Is that, is, that the, is that romance or something? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, but I was no, I say entertainment. That means they light your entertainment for you. Mm-hmm. But you know, you've been in Tucson, you've been all around, you've been in the game for a long time. So tell the, tell the people out there, you know what I'm saying, how long you've been in the game, man? Uh, where's my uh my Um I've been doing this since about two thousand and one. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you're a vet. You're a vet. Two thousand and one. Man, yeah, you yeah, you you know we we're going like what? I was about sixteen when I started promoting. So we are going like almost twenty years right here, closer to twenty years. Right <sighs> yeah, there. we're getting there. We're getting there. Twenty years. Yeah. I it's, got gray hairs now, you know. Oh man, see <laughs> see you you see you sound like the Vince Carter right now. Mm-hmm. Of, of the business you're like the you don't want to get out the game you're like no nah, I, I got it i'm gonna keep on going with the game and i'm gonna keep on prospering with it you know i got things that i want to do for folks yes yes so i've done for myself yes like i could have just promoted retired but it's hard to retire though you know it's hard to retire it's hard to retire when you keep saying things you want to do yes people think you get into business to make money Money's a result yes. of being in business. Yes. Like, you have to earn a living. We all play this money game, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's hard to retire when you love what you do. And you do it because you see the good. Yes, indeed. So there's a good and bad of everything. Um, in our business, well, my business, you know, we host events. And uh, <clears throat> I woke up and wanted to see what... I mean, you know, there's uh, you can even even going to a nightclub has its positives. It's not like when you're running nightclubs, you're not introducing people to the people they're going to be having children with, marrying later on, doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about that a lot. You know what I mean? When they mention nightclubs, they usually talk about the drinking and the wild behavior and stuff like that. But I mean, that's just part of growing up. Yes, indeed. Kids <laughs> act crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that, that's the thing. But people are like. When I go to you know Afrobeat Friday and Saturday, and you know I tell folks, well, yeah, it is Afrobeat, but you know the scenery is more adults. It's for the adults. It's it's not for someone that you know that's twenty one that's into the uh, the new hip hop generation or the new music, you know per se. But it's like you. Well, I mean, it's it's a mix of you know it's a, it's a multicultural, but it's a whole mix of uh, everybody because. You know, my thing, I was saying, folks, that, you know, you walk in, you're going to hear all genres of music, but the whole centrics is for the Afrobeat. It's, you know, to cater to the Afrobeat. Don't know? forget the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, I mean that, but... And some of the music from the diaspora, so... Yeah, the, we, the, the whole diaspora, yeah. indeed. So, it's a vibe. Yes. It's a, it's a whole vibe. 
People ask me all the time, what is this? What is Afrobeat music? I get it. They don't understand yet. Afrobeat hasn't broken in Arizona like it has in New York, Los Angeles, London, France. Globally, it's a it's a big thing. Yes. What do you think? What, what do you think? Why do you think he has not uh, taken over the <coughs> the community out here in Arizona, in Phoenix, or uh, the whole Arizona? You know, because you you know because you mentioned how you know we can get out of Arizona, go to Cal, go to the East Coast, go to outside in Europe. It's it's pretty big out there. You know, people celebrate Afrobeat Day. You know, you have you know like Edric Elba. Yeah, he's a DJ and he actually does. Uh, you know, Af- he, he does a lot of mix, but the Afrobeat is what he has done because I know I've heard him in Coachella. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. So he, I thought he was just only doing techno, but he's actually, you know, uh, you know, incorporating everything together, yeah. which is amazing, you know. And, um, and then what I was going to ask you was that uh, with the diaspora, you know, uh, what has, you know, what do you f- see that, you know, that needs to be improved when it comes to the Afrobeat as far as advertising and promoting? I mean, me having a show, you know, you know, having other people to, you know, uh, to come and unite, you know, and embrace, you know, uh, you know, uh, this music of genre. What you, what, what would you uh, suggest, you know, that you know, any, anyone out there who don't know the music, you know, uh, can be able to be introduced to, just like hip hop, or just like uh, reggaeton, or just like any other soca, soca music, you know, because oh, yeah. soca is big out here. You know, soca yeah. is pretty big out here. I mean, that's the one thing, but it's still in the it same. Should be bigger. We still got some room for improvement, but it, it's it's getting there. It's getting there. So people have heard of soca music. They know reggae. Everyone knows reggae. Mm-hmm. Most people know dancehall, and a lot of people know soca music, and a few know Afrobeat. Music. Afrobeat. So it's growing. The thing is, it's just areas of opportunity. Is mm-hmm. Afrobeat music is from Africa? Yes. Africans, they're all different countries. So people in America tend to think of Africa as one country. Yeah. So we're getting to know each other. At the same time, we're introducing the rest of the world to our cultures. Mm -hmm. We're introducing our cultures to ourselves. Yes. At the same time. So, I mean, that's our biggest area of opportunity is kind of getting to know, like, you know, there's a big difference between West African culture and East African culture. Yeah. Right? Yes. And we're learning it. They're similar, but they're different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Tribes. They have their similarities. They have their differences, right? Yes, indeed. But the wave, the Mm -hmm. music, Mm -hmm. the product that we're producing right now. And a lot of people, you you get the best. When it comes to music, you always get the best product from the most, like, painful experiences, right? Yes. And... Throughout history, you can see where people have turned that pain into something so beautiful and something that they can share with the rest of us and something we could just dance and have fun to. And we're just enjoying it. Like, it's a great experience. And like I said, when we're doing Afrobeats, it's a whole vibe. Like, And you'll see that with the DJs that we have. They're all from different countries. Like, what country would you say uh, that actually joined the Afrobeats? Because I know I've seen... Uh, you know, you say East and West. You know, you know, I have this thing when East and West meets, it's Africa Unite. That's my little And that's why my we, core. we necessarily don't call the Afrobeats Nights candlelight events anymore. We've changed it for the culture because it's a culture 
that we're bringing together and it's a culture and love that we want to show everybody that you can come have a good time it doesn't matter if you're from Africa if you're from Mexico if you're from Canada if you're from the US as long as you all come just to unite and have fun and yes. experience the love yes indeed I love that for the culture for the culture most definitely for the culture and Afrobeat you know and that's the thing um, you know I've always you know, uh, tell folks, you know, uh, for those out there who do, you know, we got local artists out here who do Afrobeats music and so forth. And, you know, to me, I always feel that, you know, if you're in the entertainment business, if you are, you know, if you're an artist, you know, because now we've seen the whole game has changed with, with music. And, you know, and I know that, you know, a lot of them are switching up from, from doing Afrobeats to, to do rapping just to get more popularity, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you think that those type of artists, you know, for them switching from one culture to get to gain popularity, it still, you know, it still will kill the Afro beat just because they're switching up. You know, let's say, uh, uh, I'm gonna give an example like Akon. You know, Akon was doing R&B, but then he went from R&B to doing, you know, Afro beats. You know, his last few albums were Afro beat, but then his followers, you know, the the crowd that used to listen to locked up. You know, don't understand what he has. You know, check my money. You know, stuff like that. You it's know? okay. They're not yeah. look. That's not their lane yet. They're not <laughs> caught up. I know, but it's, it's, <laughs> listen. It's it's, it's, it's a, a law of equivalent exchange. It's if a whole you, transaction. If you, know? you want to get something, you have to give something up of equal value. Yes, that's just the facts. <laughs> like, <clears throat> oh look, it's not like I haven't done hip hop clubs for over a decade yeah for putting out the amount of work we did in tucson trying to put hip-hop in a regular cycle was it was a lot it was a lot <laughs> to see that i'm switching gears and doing afro beats right now full time not even worried about that i mean i still have clubs i'm operating in but i don't put my name on it but why not though i mean why not because that, that's your brand i mean it That's is what it is. Some... It, it's you know what? Um, those clubs mm -hmm. they're paying for a lot of the stuff that's going on right now. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean I like and like I said, I wanna do something um we wanna do something positive. Now I love hip hop. I will always love hip hop. But there's something special about what's going on with Africa African music right now. Mm -hmm. There's something special about it, there's something that feels good about it. And there's some definite positive changes that are coming from that. Yes. And it's it's something that we need to spend the time learning, involving. Like, I'm not just talking about uh, Americans need to know this music. They need to know this culture, this love, this vibe, like the family values that come with it. So that's the work. Yes. That's where we need to put it. And, uh, you, and you know what? I'm gonna say this because you know, I, you know, and I do agree with everything that you say about, you know, trying to advertise it, trying to promote it, you know, for the culture, you know, bringing people together, you know, which is very eccentric for for the culture. You know, okay. we need to have that, and I know uh, Afrobeat. So, are there two nights, one nights, three nights? I know, I know Friday and Saturday, but you know, you can tell the people when are the Afrobeats are held so. per week. Friday nights, mm -hmm. Jalof King, Tempe, Arizona. Saturday nights, the Concierge, Twelfth Street in Washington, downtown Phoenix. Ooh, yeah. 
Yes, yes. Back to back like championships. Free parking. <laughs> free parking, y'all. Free parking. Most definitely. Major move right there. Major move. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to BMS Aqua Chick. Thank you for sharing the broadcast. My live me most definitely. We are doing a exclusive live. Yes, indeed. So BMS, bless, 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 most definitely. We live on live me right now. You already need to live. Exclusive live interview. So thanks for the love. Most definitely. You already know how we do. Now, I'm going to switch gear a little bit because, you know, I know we, you know you were doing hip hop. You know what I'm saying? You, you, we did hip hop back in the day. Uh, and I know that music has changed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, music, ha- you know, as far as hip hop, you know, to the point that even right now I'm hearing a couple of those 14, 15 year old kids who actually are saying, we don't like this type of music anymore. Now, you know, uh, you know, we'll go back in the 90s, you know, uh, B boy days, but 90s was basically, I believe the 90s was the era where hip hop was very, very evolutionized, not financially, but more in the musical creation. You know, now today hip hop is a billion dollar industry. Yeah. Uh, but then I've, uh, the notices that I've had is the industry, record labels, not what I'm watching, Empire, but record labels are becoming less, less important because more artists are becoming more independent. Uh, what is your take on the music industry of, as far as, you know, how things are uh, shifting from, you know, uh, sign up with someone to be independent? And do you think with that independency that will be more uh, uh, profitable? Because people always say, hey, if you sign with someone, you're going to get your check, you get your money, they will fund you the resources. But then if you start up, you know, like Nipsey also rest in peace, you know, if you were start up like, you know, someone like, you know, Nipsey, self-made you know from the grind all the way to you know to when you make it there you know so what is your what is your take because i've first off i think that what we consider the music business it's different now even an independent artist no man's an island Mm -hmm. silicon valley is the new music business why so? Okay, why so? Why why silicon valley? I keep on when do you get your where do you get your music from? Apple and Spotify and a whole lot of sites. Who do you think the new label is? It makes Apple sense. and Spotify. Yeah, yeah. They're... So you needed to, before you needed to walk into a guy's office and say, hey, can you um, make me famous? Mm-hmm. And now you walk into a guy's email and say, hey, <laughs> or an app and say, can you make me famous? God, because I, I remember when we used to buy CDs, and you know, what I'm saying I would, I would, I would hear all this talking about how, you know, out of a fourteen dollar, fourteen ninety nine, they're making ten cents or twenty cents, and and I'm thinking to myself, the artists, so, yeah, the artists, it's still the same. You know, it's like they're still the same. I'm thinking, you listen, know, artists make money from touring. Then when they're doing those live shows, when you go see your concert, that's. Like, okay, you buying an album and supporting an artist, but you really want to put money in their pocket, you go see their show. So your your belief is artists should be doing more shows, or artists make their money through shows and so forth, right? I, that's not a belief. That's just what I understand. I'm not in the music business. <laughs> My understanding is that artists eat off of their shows and merchandising if they have an opportunity to sell merch. And they can do it independent. They don't need a record label to do it anymore. It's harder. If you have a record label that has a system in place to help get you there, then they'll get you there. But, I mean, it's not like you can't... But it's not like being independent independent. It's not like um, 
in the early 2000s when you had the Paul Walls of the world where they're selling uh, platinum platinum sales out of the trunk of their car. <laughs> MC Hammer making ten thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> you know, too legit to quit. You know, you go to Vegas and you see some of these guys selling CDs. Still, you're like, uh, there's a better way. There's a better. <laughs> I respect your hustle, bro, but we got to start changing the way we we look at this. I mean, uh, I do miss that call part of the culture, though. I do miss that raw hip hop feeling where you just you had all these guys that felt like they were going to make it from their particular city and they were putting out music all the time, pressing CDs. When they found out you could burn CDs on computers, that's when it got a little oversaturated. That's, <laughs> that's when the market started. <laughs> LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> Napster. When you have people going in and pressing CDs from their own CD burners. Yes. Making a, the... <laughs> You can see the clip artwork on their uh, CD cover. Oh, man. Bruh. All right. Hey, you know, I got some. Uh, be before we end the interview, I have some funny questions I'm going to ask. Okay. That's part of this interview. Their positive interview is basically a couple of questions <coughs> I'm going to ask, most definitely. So before we go on my little funny questions, I hope they're funny. Uh, you know, so, you know, the diaspora, you know, the, uh, you know, the African fest. Um, USA. Yeah. How did it come about? You know, how did it come to that creation that we just witnessed? That was, you know, that Radio was all Fence, Annabelle. Yeah, Annabelle. But he, but he invited you. He invited a whole lot of people. I mean, and when I think, I mean, I'm thinking all y'all. You know, like you know, this is a a community based thing because you know I met him, but I you know I never thought that that was the person that wanted to talk to me before. You know, and I actually apologized to him. I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know it was you. I know you were trying to reach out to me. And then when you called me, you know, and you, you know, I saw him again, and you guys were actually trying to plan this together, you know, I just felt that that was a, that was a beautiful moment, you know, because I've never seen this, you know, in, 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 in Arizona, you know. And, and I'm in, um, I'll, would that be another uh, African fest again coming up soon? And, uh, and there will? Yeah. They're already in the works for next year, for 2020. There's an African festival happening today. Yeah, I was just told that today when I was doing my show. And I'm like, wow. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm one outcast African. No. I'm left out. I'm like the leftovers. Oh, well. You the know. word wasn't. Crying the river right now. Oh, Lord. The word hasn't. That particular group hasn't sorted out how to get the word out the right way, right? Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. But you know what? We dropped the ball there. Like, I have the resources to put the word out there. Yes. And we could have done more. And next year, we're going to do more for them. Indeed, indeed. Respect. And, you know, I, that, that's why for the culture, you know what I mean, most definitely, you know, it's very prosperous. You know, it was beautiful to see. It was, you know, it was... We're just planning to be part of, you know, the seance and the festivity most definitely. So, you know, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna support you and keep on, you know, uh pushing it to the limit, you know, sky's the limits for all of us out here because I believe Arizona, especially Phoenix, is uh uh having a lot of revenues. You know, if you notice growing. The, yeah, growing. I mean, I tell folks, you know, you know how you know it's growing? Look at the construction. Do you wonder why they're building Freeways outside Phoenix. I mean, because there's money here, but you know, you got to get your money. You got to know how to 
grabs on it, you know. Like and, I said, don't worry about getting it. Worry about doing a job and doing it right. And well, the money will come naturally. Well, some people, some people, they always say, hey, you know, I got the opportunity. Let me go grab the money. You know what I'm saying? So, what would you want to tell those people? Because you know, some people once they hear, if they hear this job pays this much, all they want to do is they want to get to the job. They don't care. They don't. They don't care about the money and so the job. Okay. Well, we're all taught that we got to make money. Preach on, brother. Preach right? on. Yes. Money's there, mm-hmm. and it's I rather a world with money than without it. Right. Right. Can you, can you imagine the type of anarchy that would happen? Look, people need to understand what money is. It is a representation of our hopes. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a representation of what we'll use in order to get things that we want or we need. Yes. It's not It's not a god. It's not to be valued over people. Mm-hmm. People need to come first. All day. Amen. I'm- people... Uh, I you know what <clears throat> I'm guilty when I was young MOB right <laughs> hey kids MOB means uh, money over money over bubblegums <laughs> bubblegums money over bubblegums okay that's it right was that PG no? was that PG no? money over bubblegums okay kids that's all we can say to y'all don't ask mom and daddy what that means again so yeah MOB yeah, well, you already know MOB was always the status quo but um, but how are we going to put something that we made up over something that God made up? God made people. Yes. We're, we're real. You got to understand that relationships are real money, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yes, indeed. Um, and if, you're focusing, if your focus, your primary drive to do anything is to make money, it's not going to work the way you want it to work. It's not going to, it's not... Like you're really putting your drive into a fantasy thing. Like you're not putting it into into reality. Notice that. Like, have you ever? I don't know if you have any wealthy friends, but the wealthier my friends are, the less real money is to them. That I've I've got friends' parents that um, when I was younger, <clears throat> would take millions of dollars, every penny they had. Wow! Throw it into Mexico, go and buy. Um, construction material in Mexico mm-hmm. they'd be in top ramen for three or four months living in a mansion eating top ramen because all their money's tied up he didn't care about the money and then he'd go and sell the product sell the um, move all the equipment over to the US and resell it and double triple his money sometimes oh wow yeah so he's basically doubling up the money that he's... <laughs> but for months, he's eating top ramen. They're not. They're barely scraping by because to him, money was a game. It wasn't a real thing, and he was doing the thing to play the game. You got the, you got the billionaires of the world. They're not <laughs> billionaires because they value money over everything. They value the game amongst people. They're True. like, oh, they're in a game with other billionaires that are playing a game, and they, there's, money is the score. It's like Jordan putting up uh, sixty points in a game. That's him, you know. That's their that's their points in their game. This yeah. money, they don't care. Look at Bill Gates. He was the richest man in the world in the nineties. He's been spending his entire retirement trying to spend that money on other things. True. He didn't care about the money. He cared about beating up, beating the other people. Like, and he won. He yeah. won, and then he retired. He was like, "Yeah, I was the best at making money. Here we go. I changed the world." 
And for anybody that didn't think Bill Gates and Steve Jobs didn't change the world, and uh, you're listening to this streaming, (laughs) (laughs) I just zip it. (laughs) Look, their goal, I don't think, was to make money. I think making money is a result of a job well done. Yes. So I don't focus on making money. Do I make money? Yeah. I spend it just as fast as I make it. Yes, indeed. And I put it toward, yeah. (laughs) My wife will attest. Like, I will. She said yes. But that's the nature of it, right? Money comes and money goes. Money goes, indeed. It does. And that's because it's just a a toy we play with. Like, it's what we have. Indeed. I don't put my value in brand new Mercedes Benz's. And and it's not like I can't afford (laughs) these luxury items. Because the money I'm putting into these events that we got going on and and changing the culture yeah. could easily be used to live a comfortable lifestyle. That's it. Just Roman Lulu. That, that, that's that, that's unheard because you know you always think rich people always eat those fancy two hundred dollars small <coughs> fish plates. Bro, rich you people know, are just people. Man, I have a lot of rich friends. I have a lot of them. They're just like you and me. They got the same problems you and me had, except for. They're not at risk of the power getting shut off, right? right? That's yeah. a, that's the big difference. Like they have some funds, but you know what? Oh, you would be surprised. What was it? Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, right? He mm-hmm. he said there's a difference between being broke and being poor. I have friends that are rich that are broke all the time, but they have money that they that's not liquid. Mm-hmm. They don't have cash on the bank. They're not holding. Ten thousand dollars on their Instagram picture—that's not. That's, that, that's petty. That's nothing. That's petty. <laughs> they can sell their house and buy thirteen houses of the houses you guys like. Most of us are going to be living in in the regular, in the most part. So, I mean, anyways, let's get off the the money too. The money too. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I throw you one thing? What's up? One thing. I want your opinion. What's up? Trump. What about him? Uh, I just said, I said, I want your opinion. He's, 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 he's the most famous man in America right now. No collusion. Well, you have I mean, a lot of a lot of things, a lot of takes. People, you know, 2020 is coming. You know, so bro. we want to know. You Look. know, so what do you think? Opinion is accepted because, you know, I believe he's the resident of the United States. Are we going to be real about Trump? Is this sort of an honest... Honest. Okay. Okay, honest. Don't worry. If if you say something, I will make sure the kids will. I'll put my word on it. I will say, bigly. Okay. If you if you say anything, any ass word, I say bigly. <laughs> I didn't care that much about Donald Trump before he was president. Right. I really don't care that much about him right now. Like, <clears throat> he is who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people like him because he just keeps it real yes like hate him or love him i don't have any like negative feelings towards him and i feel like he's an internet troll like here's the thing (laughs) people get mad at one side or the other right right um now you and i we've lived long enough to see a few u.s presidents Mm -hmm. and the campaigns and maybe a few african presidents (laughs) like obama (laughs) borak excuse me so like there was a level of excitement that we had when we saw Obama, right? Right. It was an emotional time. 
I mean, it was historic for us. Yes. None of us really thought. We grew up thinking that there was no such thing as a black president. And when it happened, we were like, oh, sh. <laughs> Man. Uh, our takeaway should have been anything's possible. Yeah. Like, and it felt that way for a long time. Um, I'm sure there was people on the other side of that who subscribed to a different line of ideals. Mm-hmm. Who responded after <laughs> after uh, Obama left office, and we have Trump, and it was just their turn to like express themselves. I don't think that I don't think we should get excited or spend too much of our time and energy focusing on the things that he says. Right. Um, we should be focusing. You know, if you feel like Trump is your enemy, you should never hate your enemy. That's when you make a mistake. Anytime you are subscribing or allowing somebody to solicit negative um, energies into your into your heart, <laughs> you're messing up. Like you're bound to make a mistake. Almost every mistake made came from getting emotional yes. about something. Really. So <clears throat> if you recognize him as an enemy of your uh, of your way of thinking of your culture and threatening don't get angry think calm your heart strategize and uh go vote, go go vote. vote. yeah that's, that's why like, it, people need to do especially those democrats because you know i'm like uh you, you know, know it's people people the, oh you know what here's they're, what they're so like. focused on him that, that's, here's that's what it's thing. like they're, yeah but they're like okay you know what for them a lot of the a lot of the thing is there were rules mm-hmm. for politics and he came in and was like none of those rules applied to him so they're still they're still <laughs> trying to wrap their head around it like <laughs> i love it he just came and shut down their entire <laughs> what they thought was reality and changed it that always made me back to the government shutdown <laughs> what bro now, so, now that you can be upset about, your government let you down both sides. Yeah, they they both your, did. Your government let your government was letting it, its own employees down, and that's something that people should be really thinking about. Like, you've hired all these people, and because you guys are having a dispute that has nothing to do with many of them, mm-hmm. personally, you decided not to pay them. Can you imagine if I didn't pay my employees? The government will come and arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> they would come in my house and they would take me away. Like, why? Yeah. Or take your house away. That, uh, yeah, these are the type of things that we need to be holding them accountable for. Yes, They're indeed. not above the law. They're not um, these overlords or demigods that people make them out to be. And also, the president, we have to stop getting so excited and so angry like we're we're bipolar when it comes to presidencies do you remember um people thought the world was gonna end like you know people thought the world was gonna end when bush got into office yes and the other side thought the world was gonna end when obama got into office we're still here 
Man, I've survived the Reagan administration, the Bush one administration, the Clinton administration, all these like the Bush two the administration, twelve Obama administration, <laughs> and I'm halfway through Trump's like hopefully more than half. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen next, but I'm I'm still alive, and Trump's been in office, and we uh, the apocalypse has yet to happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm my bad. I'm just man, bro. All those scary stuff. You know, you know the voices when they were te- they were telling all of us that uh, all the computers will start start all over to zero. Oh, yeah, that we was, survived Y two K too, bro. Y2K God, too. Hey. Oh man, I was Listen. like, yo, my 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 beepers ain't gonna work no more. I'm going back to Stony. <laughs> I had a cell phone, sir. Thank you. Oh, hey, man, <laughs> look. Beeper, man. Beeper, all right? It was all about the beeper, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't get caught. All you have to do is just say, okay. Now, that takes me back to 411 Tucson. 411 is... 9-1-1 is, uh-uh. I ain't calling this number back. You remember JJ, the king of beeper? I don't know if you were in, in Tucson in the 90s. Oh, no. I, I just kept... I came to Tucson in around... I, actually, the first time I came to Tucson was in 2001, and I moved to L.A. Oh. Then I came back in 2004. Five all the way to used to be this radio guy sold beepers. JJ. JJ. Shout the out to JJ. K- the king of beepers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, beeper ain't bad, bro. I'm I'm just saying, look, beepers, you know, easy trace. If you watch the bro, wire. That right. the beeper was the beginning and the end for for social communication. Yeah, I mean when cell phones when those little uh little cell phones sort of come out and you have to go to the store and get them you know, uh, minutes and stuff like that. I was like, okay, you know what? Actually, you know what I thought too? Once the iPhone came, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, the pay phones outside. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, will those still be around if everyone has a cell phone? And then guess what today? They're gone. They're all gone. Maybe if you go to a, a lucky 7-Eleven somewhere outside the hood, uh, you might find one just hanging up and stuff like that. You know, I don't know. But well, I know Nichols still have one. The word is changing amongst us, man. We're getting old, man. We're getting old, man. Okay. So, I'm ready for my funny questions. Okay. And you have to answer them. You can plead the fifth. <laughs> Mommy's here. Wifey's here. I, there's nothing I don't know. Oh, yes. Don't worry. But those, those are... Uh, how many questions do I have here? Do what? Do they gave me any questions? Jesus. Is that the 21 question from 50 cents? No, that's not it. No. Okay. This, I, I, I'm going to read the question first. What is that? So, and I'm going to make sure the questions are good and appropriate. Okay, so, number one question is, this is a fun question. Are you more of a hunter or a gatherer? I'm a hunter that wishes he was a gatherer. (laughs) (laughs) I like that answer. Hey, we like that answer. All right. So, this one right here, it says, "You you are a new addition to the crayon box. What color would you be and why? Hey <laughs> man, that answer, yeah. Uh, this, this is a loaded question for me. Uh, well, you know, this is the question right here because we're, we're gonna broadcast our live. You can play the fifth, you can say, I don't know which color I wanna be, but I like to be like the panda. But I'm not. <laughs> Cream. Why? That's what I am. Oh well. Yeah, it's well. a little bit of black, a little white. Lord. You got you got a caramel. You got everything. a father from the the plains of Wakanda and a mother from the mountains of Caucasus. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <you> know? <laughs> 
I accept that answer too. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I accept that answer. So we, we just finished the interview and you step outside the office, find a lottery ticket that ends up winning $10 million. What would you do first? First. Oh, yeah. Afrobeats is getting big after that. That's that's about it. I'm doing right now what I be doing. Look. Do you want you want some money for Breeze? I'll buy you a house. I need I need twenty dollars out of the ten million dollars. Oh, ten million? You know. Then this one. No, I might I might build us a neighborhood. That would be nice. That, that, yeah, bro. I'm gonna build us a neighborhood with some shops and a place for like a nice infrastructure. Yeah, know? like a place where yes. Caribbean, African, and Black Americans can call their own in Arizona, and that'd be a ni- nice and little like spot. Would be a nice Ethiopia. Would be a nice Ethiopia. Nice, well, not Wakanda type, but a nice atmosphere for everyone to come together. Yeah, because I like to make everybody feel a little bit more. You know, a lot of people don't understand. Like, people are always asking me, like, "Hey." How come black people want their own thing and want this and don't? Didn't they want to not be segregated? Yeah, we don't want to be segregated. But in America, Africans are used to being around other Africans. Yes, Caribbeans are used to being other around other Caribbean people, and black Americans have been forced to be like not have their own thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Look how angry and frustrated not having your own your own safe space becomes they have old things where they're like diary of a mad black woman of course she's mad man she's got nowhere like she's on edge there's nowhere to go there's nowhere to be comfortable like you need to have a safe space you want to be blending you want to go out there and be cultural and understand everyone's culture you know we all go to pho and ramen and and uh, eat Mexican food and Italian food, and we all mm. go to their events and everything like that. But they've developed safe spaces. Yes. And I think we should be doing, focus on doing the same thing. Love that. Love that answer. Love that answer, indeed. Now, this is the next question right here. Hmm. What do you think about when you're alone in your car? Man, promoting. What? Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> Love that answer. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Number six. Oh, this is nice. I like that. So, what is your favorite '90s jam? And you can say it too. You can say it too, Mom. You can say it too. What is your favorite '90s jam? Your favorite one. They don't know John B. Oh, Bruh, man. that's mine. That, that, that's one. That's one of mine. But it's too many. Too, too many of them. There, there really is. Like you, you got to tell me what is my favorite. At, at the moment. At right the now. moment right now? Yeah, what's yours? At the moment right now or in the 90s? Uh, Man, let me go back to, ooh-wee. I was thinking of, you know, I was into rap in the 90s. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, now you're yeah. Into you know, uh, yeah, I was, I was into rap. I got to admit, I was into rap in the 90s. I actually transactioned to R&B when I met my... Former wife, uh, I guess. Well, not no, not her. When I actually met my ex-girlfriend, that's why I actually started to actually no, no, go back. It actually was in nineteen ninety-seven, way back. Back in the time, nineteen ninety-seven. I remember. I actually was. Uh, it was actually you started from jazz. 
Because I was like listening to Wu Tang and like, you know, uh, Forever. Like, like Wu Tang. Wu Tang Forever, like Death Row, Hardcore. And then I remember my, my, my older sister, my older brother, he always were telling me that this is not music, you know, it's not soft music. Until I was working with this guy at Pizza Hut that was playing jazz music. And then the jazz was, was it was like a metal. Bro, it was different. American jazz from the 20s to the still, 50s, 60s. Still. Bruh. Like, it, it was some. You know what? That dates back. Some of the deepest pain made some of the best music. Yes. It was, so, like, so rich. Vibrant. Bro, I mean, even the stuff like. If you, if anybody that doesn't know jazz music hasn't taken some time and listened to um, Billie Holiday's "Strange Fruit," start there. Mm-hmm. Start there. You know, and you know what's so funny is that everyone perceives the art a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I had a family member that thought that 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 was about. Anyways, I had a family member that thought that was about something else, and I was like, "Yeah, you got to listen to that again." Anyways, it was good. Uh, that jazz music is great. Everybody should listen to that. Pretend you're CEO. What three concerns about your firm future keep you up at night? And I got one more question, and then when you come back again, I'm going to continue with these questions because it's more than 21 questions. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what will keep me up at night, CEO? Three concerns. Are we... Um, are we keeping true to our statement? Mm-hmm. Are we providing a positive impact on our community or what we're doing? And um, are people um, growing from what, from what we're creating? Basically, what's the impact? Like, what are we doing here? Indeed, indeed. Last question. <clears throat> Last question. What's up? What is your definition of love? That's <laughs> the last question. See, there was nothing, nothing corrupted. There was nothing. Uh, I, I was no in house. See, I, you see, that I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't have the hours turn blood, you know, stem on me. So, but that was the last question I want to trick on you because everyone has their definition. Differently, okay. Oh, I'm hearing the I'm hearing the damn mic here, uh, but everyone has a, their own meaning and their own definition of love. And I know that, you know, uh, you know, you've been, you know, with you know, with your queen for years, and you know, uh, and you're teaching us, you know, you're teaching us, you know, not just the power of it, but you know, educating us how to to treat your, uh, you know, your significant other. You know, what I'm saying how to respect, you know, compromise. You know, but mostly, you know, because we men listen, you know, because I've observed, you know, like I said, you're my role model. When it comes to that, you're my role model. So I, Me? I will all, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I will always look, you know, I, you know, and yes. You're in trouble. Queen, you know, say, <laughs> God bless y'all. Y'all, you know, because y'all teaching me, you know, uh, the, you know, the substance that I missed, you know what I'm saying? The things that I, I used to have and I lost. And, and then I want to get it back again, but now, you know, I have to learn how to get it back, you know, and I know people always say, well, you know, love is when you're on the first date and then after the intimacy part, you fall in love. Love is when you meet someone and then, you know, you grow together. Bro, there's no such thing as love at first sight. 
Thank you very much. I just thought I just thought I, that was just a uh, norm, but uh, it's hard to tell the difference between love and lust, right? Can I say lust on the radio? Yes, you can say. Oh, yes, indeed, yes. Well, no, lust is good. Uh, yes. All right, so there's a difference between love and lust, and I'm not saying lust is a bad thing. Lust is fun, Ooh, right? Lust like, is great. Honeymoon lust stage, ninety-nine point nine six percent lust. Like that's <laughs> like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Unless it says there is in the Bible, then no, we but we we lust when yeah, we we don't we lust. I mean, you know, what I'm saying it's just the you know the physicality. There's lust at first sight, oh, right? Yes, lust, yes. Love is like wanting the best for someone else, mm-hmm. even if it's at your own expense. Yes, you love your kids. Like, if you want to know what love is, that's love. Without lust is kids you have something similar like that to your spouse then you're lucky and i'm lucky like i just want to see her have the best and she wants the same for me so that's all that's all you can really ask for that's my definition of love at least i'm about to cry right let me take off my glasses (laughs) can y'all see me okay am am i having tears yeah i was i know we got deep for a second what's what's going on we got this is the best interview, man. Almost an hour. Really? Yeah, almost an hour, man. Jesus. This is great. Jesus. But it was, this was a great, great interview. A lot of educational uh, substance and, uh, you know, uh, teaching that you just brought up to this interview. And I would like to, you know, you need to come back again. You need to come back again, most definitely. Because we, you know, say I, I heard about your other interview, but we're going to, you know, say next time. We're going to go like CNN and Fox News next time, bro. I was turned like, up. You know, I was like, yeah. I was like, CNN and Fox News. Uh, ACDC with, uh, what's that guy's name again? Uh, uh, what's Oh, my gosh. Trump's best friend on Fox News. The that? one that was with the lawyer, too. Trump doesn't have any Hennessy, best friends, Sean Hannity, man. man. I mean, Sean got best friends. That's why they're also loyal troops. But you know what? I got to say this. You know, he's not a bad I think he's a funny guy for me. I think, you know, I love him on The Apprentice. You know, I feel like he's not even running America, but I like how, like you said. That's the strange thing. It's strange that we gave somebody a title. He became president. Yeah. People didn't hate him before he was president. No, they, they weren't. They didn't. But now he's in that seat. What, we, what we've done to the president seat, right? Mm-hmm. That thing where we're always like, oh, Obama, the world's going to end. Obama. Obama for the longest time. It was like, um, thanks, Obama. You know, and down to where Obama made a commercial himself. That cracks me up when he's trying to eat the cookie and he can't. He breaks it in the milk. He's yeah. like, he says it his own name. He's like, thanks, Obama. <laughs> yeah, like we gotta stop doing that. We gotta stop treating people like they're they're running the government, but they're just people at the end of the day. Yeah, and he's gonna get out eventually. I mean, he's only there just for that, you know for that reason. So Bro, I mean, how much has changed in your life since Trump became president? Other than the fact that we talk about Donald Trump a lot, like it's a subject of conversation. Outside of that, your life is pretty much the same as it was five, six years ago. Yeah, I got, that's what I mean. It's uh, like there's no need to be putting that much time and that much energy. Yeah. And like if you feel powerless, it's because you are. And if you want to get your power back, you need to start taking the steps to gain more power. Like if you sit there and rant about Donald Trump and you haven't filled out your voter registration card 
and haven't started asking your neighbors that have similar political views to start filling out their voter registration cards? This is what you sound like. If you've ever been out on First Fridays and heard those guys preaching about Jesus and the microphones, oh man, and you're ranting on social media, you are that same person. Everyone's thinking, man, this is such a nuisance. Why are they doing this? There's no point. They're not changing any minds. <laughs> They're just making noise. Yes. And when you're on social media, you're doing the exact same thing. In fact, we have several social media accounts. And over the years, I've had time to kind of toy with some of the different things you can do with social media. Mm-hmm. So we opened up an account um, and started putting conservative views on. And we opened up another account and started putting liberal views on it. And you know what happens? The friends requests start looking a certain way on each account. Oh, wow. They're different. The things you see on your on each account yeah. are different. They call them echo chambers. There's actually a word for that. So when you're putting your political views out there to try to change someone's mind, they're not seeing it. The people's minds you're trying to change, they're seeing their own echo chamber. Because you don't see everything your friends post on social media. Yeah. People don't know that. You see about and five percent of what you five percent of your following list sees about what you post that's why you don't get five thousand likes for something that should get five thousand likes now it increases when the likes and the follows and activity on there grows Mm -hmm. but when you're posting something political to get something across somebody they're not seeing it and the only way you're going to get across them is have a direct conversation and if you're yelling at them and you're getting emotional they're not going to receive it yes you have to calmly explain your point and you know what you shouldn't be thinking about getting a point across you should just be thinking about how they can understand the way you feel because there is a like you know when donald trump's talking about when he was running on his campaign and he said i'm gonna build a wall for mexico and mexico's gonna pay for it that's kind of scary right like if you're mexican and you're in america what the f- <laughs> <laughs> What the you, flock, kid children? You know what I mean? And you can't tell people not to feel like I, it's not like I'm trying to get a message across saying not to feel anything. You're always going to have emotions. Don't act on your emotions irrationally. People shouldn't. I'm a big believer in there's reactions and there's responses. Respond, don't react. You know what I mean? Responses are more effective than a reactive thing. So what you're saying is, so now that you mentioned that up, so what what is your take on Facebook banning? So you think it's okay for Facebook to to ban other individuals out there who are? I don't own Facebook, so if they they can ban whoever they want, they're a private organization. People get mad at Facebook and Twitter and all this stuff because they've accepted this as their reality. Yeah. Look what happened to the Democrats when they accepted a reality that wasn't really reality, right? Like Trump, what did we just talk about? Trump came and exploded their whole line of thinking. Yeah. Twitter is not your reality. It's just an outlet. Mm -hmm. Facebook is just an outlet. Every social media is just an outlet. And it's a great tool to use. But if they want to ban somebody, they can. It's you You want to have a platform where they can't ban, make one. They can't ban people and people can say whatever they want. 
on this social and you know what it's not like Farrakhan can't say whatever he wants wherever he wants he can he just can't do it on that private platform people are going to be outraged when they're already outraged right now because you see a lot of folks who are coming out all those celebrities who are coming out and speaking on his behalf not the other uh, the radical what's his name uh uh, the other guy, the Republican uh, Infowar <laughs> host guy. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, even him too. Like, I mean, you know, I understand. You know, I'm I'm just wondering about whatever happened of to freedom of speech. You know, what I'm saying well, see, to, to the first the amendment. Here's the thing: Twitter is not the government. The government allows you to say whatever you want. Twitter's just a private organization. Mm-hmm. Now, just like Facebook's just a private organization. If somebody's saying something you don't like, you don't have to let them stay in your home, do you? No. <laughs> you own the home, so you can kick them out. True. <laughs> and that's what happened. Like, yeah, Facebook and Twitter was like, man, we don't like what this guy's saying. Now, I'm not saying that, like, I... Like, I like a lot of the things that he has to say. Yeah. But I like a lot of things a lot of different people like to say. Like, I'm not a bipartisan type... I'm, well, bipartisan... I'm more of a bipartisan type of human being. Like, I don't believe that we should be, it's not an us versus them. And I think that's a little silly. Yes. So I think that if you want to, you should understand other people's point of views and where they're coming from. Yeah. One thing that we do, like in our community, oh, they're racist. They're racist. That's always the, the, the word. We haven't, because we, we're we're shell-shocked, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've experienced, everyone's been called the N-word before. Mm-hmm. We've all experienced subtle racism and all different levels of racism. Yep. But here's the thing. Not everybody is racist, and even if they are, it might do us a little bit, um, it might be a little bit better if we start understanding where that racism stems from so that we can start fixing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if we understand that, this is where it comes from. Now we can make corrective action. Because usually when there's a conflict, it comes from some sort of misunderstanding. And people subscribe to all kinds of crazy ideas. Like, Klu Klux Klan's crazy. Like, Nazis were crazy. Yeah. Yo, bro. Like, <laughs> you can literally make somebody and a group of people think some crazy sh- stuff. Mm. <laughs> right? You, shizzle. Shizzle, children. Sh- yeah. Shizzle. Shizzle. So we have to like, you gotta be vigilant and say, hey, look, when there's something, there's a feeling behind that, right? Yes. And people, those people are reacting. They're scared. They think they're gonna lose their lifestyle and their way of life and that all the things that they built are gonna be gone. Bro, no one's really threatening that right now. Like, no, (laughs) they just wanna be on equal footing. Like, that's. That's how we feel, but that's not how they feel. Like, if we take time and understand how they feel, then we can start mitigating some of those feelings yes. and making some of that negative energy that's coming our way all the time go away. Open the door. We're doing, oh, Brother Trey. Yes, it's what's me. What's up, what's up? How's yes, it going? indeed. How's it going, this is uh, Brother Trey from William Pushes Out a live show right now. Uh, no, we're almost done. I'm just going to just close the interview, but I'll be out there in... Two minutes. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there in two minutes. Okay. Well. <laughs> time to go, Tony. Time to go. So where can they find you? Give give all the fans out there, all the famous out there, you know, your uh, your social media sites, you know, any websites, uh, where to find you. By Anything the way, that's sorry, coming Twitter, up. Instagram, Facebook. We we love you. We don't have any negative feelings. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't shut us down, okay? We <laughs> don't shut us down, Facebook. Don't shut us down, Facebook. <laughs> don't shut us down. That's why I have to switch up on you, Facebook. I'm going to a different outlet. Man, look. Facebook is a snitch, man. Facebook Facebook is a no, Takashi. You sn- look, we are snitching on ourselves. I can't tell you look, I got a lot of friends from Tucson. I see their post. <laughs> no, don't. Let's not go there. Let's not. Let's not go there. I lo- like, Tucson, man. we love you. I love your Tucson. You already know. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying anything negative about Tucson. Love Tucson. I'm saying some of the friends I grew up with. <laughs> if you guys can kindly stop posting so recklessly, <laughs> like when I get those in traffic posts and they're rolling whatever into whatever, I'm like doing whatever. Yo, do not Snapchat your drug transactions. Like, please. Please. I don't have to go visit you Sunday. Yeah. Bro, I'm I'm, very busy and I don't have time to go visit you in jail. I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah. True stories, yo. Bro, there's worse than that. Candlelight events on uh, Facebook. Facebook. For the Culture. For the Culture AZ. Facebook. Uh, Jesse.Wallace. Instagram and soon for the culture on Instagram. Um, ooh, I can't even remember the website. Like that's a shame. And nobody uses websites anymore, anyway. Like and nobody uses websites. It's apps, apps now. It's all apps and everything. Don't block me, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like, if uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's funny because there's there was a big on the right. Mm-hmm. Democrat, um, not but right wing people have been really up in arms about um, certain individuals getting blocked on Twitter. Yes, and for this to be happening on the left, it's an interesting thing. So, it, you know what? We should take some time and see where this goes, and like watch how it plays out, right? Yeah, because I, you know, I I don't know why it would ban fair like fair I don't know what he said I'm not you know I'm not really up on what was said I know he doesn't hold back oh no he never holds back never he, holds back but it was just strange that they just and you know including him to the to the band so uh, you know it's kind yeah, of crazy I mean, what, I mean and that's just gonna make I, yeah you know I don't have all the facts and that's another thing like you hear stuff like that and you don't have the facts and it just winds you up right Man, we'll see, man. Faircom preaches a lot of good stuff for us, and we'd like to hear it, and we're like... But a lot of people don't read the fine print. They just sign up for Facebook. Nobody yeah. reads the disclosure. Yes. You have no privacy when you open up a Facebook. Mm-hmm. I used to do background checks on people through Facebook. You can, I can look into the past history that got deleted on Facebook. It's, it doesn't... There's no privacy on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. That's fact. That's fact. But people are still gonna get mad about stuff like it's right there. It's in writing. Like we no, use it as a tool. If they put it as a post. Oh, I have no the rights or whatever. Just because your ex boyfriend <laughs> or girlfriend can't see, just because you blocked your ex boyfriend and girlfriend doesn't mean everybody else can't see that stuff. Oh, like man. the government has, you know, there's a the CIA has a uh, a business, like a private privatized business. Mm-hmm. That the job of this business, I think, is to, and don't quote me on any of this stuff, but I think my understanding is that their job is to invest in things that could be good for those government agencies. Right. And I believe they invest in these social media platforms because we're just giving them 
all of the information. information. So they don't even have to go and ask for someone at your next door. They're just like, oh, okay, here. So this is what he got. Even I hear yeah, people getting caught on. They get caught on. They get caught on. You know, on Facebook or you know, uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And even when child support papers. Oh, yeah, bro. There's and the, beyond that. Like they know what you're thinking, how you think, and what you're going to be doing. They know your location. It's it's like there's a lot of data mining going on, and they want to know, so they can sell you stuff. The problem is, is when are they going to want to know so they can start controlling what you do and how you think? Because mm-hmm. that's already happening. That's the problem with these echo chambers that they're talking about. So if you think like a Democrat, they're going to feed you Democratic thoughts. Mm -hmm. Nothing's ever going to challenge it. Same with Republicans. Can you imagine what life would be like if there was social media um, when they were trying to abolish slavery? Ooh. Holy. <laughs> That's oh. the next topic. We're going to jump on that next topic yeah. most definitely. We're going to jump on that next topic most definitely. Man, Jesse, man, uh, I know I, I appreciate you giving me an hour of a live interview. I'm going to break this down. It's going to be breaking down in four parts. <laughs> My phone's blowing up right now. I know. I need to be a place. See, and I'm here the phone over there. So you already know y'all can wait at, until we're done with this most definitely. So when he gets out of this interview and he finds a... Ten million dollar winning lottery tickets. Make sure y'all can be hit him up again. Neighborhood in route. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of here. Yeah. Woo. It's King J. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we back. Oh. We popping bottles tonight. Y'all already know what it is. We're taking over this club, man. Listen. Uh. I, 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 I love Chris Rich. I got a bag of money hanging on me, hanging on me. These chicks in here twerking on me, twerking on me. They all trying to get with me, get with me. Yeah. Even know I got plenty of money, plenty yeah. money. Got a bag of money hanging on me, hanging on me. These chicks in here twerking on me, twerking on me. They all tryna get with me, get with me. Just to know I got plenty of money, plenty money. Just to know I got plenty of money, plenty money. Just to know I got plenty of money, I got plenty of money, I got plenty 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 money, yeah. Got that mula on me. Got that mula on me, yeah. Oh, yeah. It got that mula on me, yeah. All these girls going all out. They out here walling all out. Bottles coming all out. Yeah, we going all out. Yeah. Mula on me, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got plenty of money, yeah I'm spending money All these chicks in here really tryna get with me Got 20 girls in this VIP with me All them hella thirsty in here drinking drinks with me All my boys looking at me like I'm going crazy We ain't drinking nothing else but a raw head See my eyes homie, I look gone at it 
but we just getting started. Yeah, clock is hit midnight, and I'm feeling right. One of these dim lights, yeah, we going hard. We ain't starting a fight, we ain't bought that life. Nah, nah, and we ain't bought that life. But we out here making money, yeah. Huh. Niggas out here hitting on me, yeah. Huh. But we don't care, we ain't scared. Yeah, I'm looking fresh. Yeah, I'm looking fresh. Got that money on the deck. Yeah, I'm feeling blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't with the stress. Nah, nah, nah. I ain't with the stress. Catch me at my best. Oh. I got a bag of money hanging on me. Hanging on me. These chicks in here twerking on me. Twerking on me. They all trying to get with me. Get with me. Just to know I got plenty of money. Got a bag of money hanging on me. Hanging on me. Yeah. These chicks in here twerking on me. Twerking on me. Yeah. They all trying to get with me. Get with me. Yeah. Cause to know I got plenty of money. Plenty money. Yeah. Cause to know I got plenty of money. Plenty money. Yeah. Cause to know I got plenty of money. Plenty money. I got plenty of 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 money. I love Chris Rich. What up, what up, what up, world? This is your boy, Mr. Clint B, and you are now listening to the Safari Sounds Entertainment Podcast. Thank you, and subscribe and share. Yaga. I grind all day, you grind all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, oh grind all day, grind it all day, grind all day, grind it all day, grind all day, grind all day, grind all day, grind all day, oh grind all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, let's grind all day, let's grind all day, I grind it all day, grind all day, I grind it all day, I grind all day, oh grind it all day, I grind all day. Grind it all day, grind it all day, grind it all day. Aye. For the money, man, I hustle what I'm grinding for. New Benz, Lamborghini doors, I'm shining for. Try to stop that paper, got them killers at your door. All been in jail, we all got felonies, no drug charge. But still cook it up, salt, deadly, stick it up. I got the work, put it in the dirt. I've been hustling since '94. Hop on a bike, put it in the bag. Trap in the work, work, you never had. I like designer clothes, I like designer shoes. Caught me a coupe. Get two. It ain't triggered if you got it. got it. I spin it with a hotness. hotness. You only live once. Better get your bag real. This won't stop it. It's time to show out. out. Get my paper. Out. Flip another house. At the place, so baby southwest to the dirty south. It ain't triggered if you got it. I spin it with a hotness. You only live once. Better get your bag real. This won't stop it. It's time to show out. Get my paper. Flip another house. Grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, grind all day, grind it all day, grind all day, grind it all day, grind all day, 
grind all day, grind all day, grind all day, grind all day. You grind all day, I grind all day, grind all day, I grind all day. You grind all day, I grind all day. You grind all day, grind all day, grind it all day, grind all day, grind it all day, grind all day, grind all day, grind all day, grind it all day, grind all day. Money and dodge haters, my grind is like sandpapers. My block sting, but I learn how to move around through the vapors. Got fixed from the 44. There's no medicine that can save you. So determined to go get it. A tip so over razor, swimming, running, dodging lasers. Do whatever for the paper, race the stakes up. Man, it's gonna be a damn invasion. I've been trying to keep it cool. They trying to put me on probation. I don't dollars cash for two misdemeanor cases. So you know I grind still. You should see the look up on their faces. My step in the courtroom, paperwork in that briefcase. Money on vacation, pack my but getting finna take it in my phone and break that dough back right when I get back home. Cause he got his own and he be telling me town I can't haul alone. And this shit don't change, this shit the same when you getting it like your folks. Man, it's me and pesos. Hey, look, you ain't bottles, fam. Got the day shift, I got the night shift though. Grind all day. Grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, grind all day, grind it all day, grind all day, grind it all day, grind 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 all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, I grind all day, you grind all day, grind all day, grind it 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 all day, grind all day. Welcome, Welcome to the, to brotherly, the brotherly Talk, talk Show. show. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Welcome, Welcome to the, to brotherly, the brotherly Talk, talk Show. show. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh.